and be sure to access the link in this episode for access to all its giving content. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of It's Giving. This is your boy, Brandon the Introvert. In this episode, we're going to be we're gonna be talking about Atlanta Season 3. Just like a quick little recap um, in preparation for the final season of Atlanta, uh, which is premiering, uh, well, by this date, premiering tonight. Um, so, yeah, sit back. Relax. I'm going to just talk a little bit of random shit about Atlanta season three. So I feel like this was definitely the most divisive season of Atlanta yet. I feel like there was a lot of factors contributing to it. Uh, On one hand, um, you know, it was a four-year hiatus. Uh, the last season, season two, was in 2018, and then you come back in season three in 2022. A lot has changed. Pandemic has happened. Um, I mean, Trump was already president 2018, but four years. Four years is just a long time for any TV show to like just come and then come back. You know. Even for, I feel like, music artists, like, four years is a bit of a time unless you're, like, legendary. Um, But, I mean, Atlanta is a legendary show. I view Donald Glover as legendary. I don't think think we, as a black people, will give Donald Glover too much credit. Maybe, Maybe, like, the younger ones when he gets older. But right now, I feel like we're not giving him the credit that he deserves, you know? And that's also another factor I feel like that leads into kind of this, I don't know, weird view of Donald Glover. We like him, but then we don't. We kind of claim him, but then we don't. We notice him, but then we don't. So I feel like a lot of that kind of culminated with at least the season three uh, opinions, I would say. Um, And then for season three you have the setting i feel like we're not in atlanta and the show's name is atlanta we're in europe this time and i feel like with season one and two kind of the the reasons and why that people love atlanta was the black characters it's a black show it's in atlanta so i feel like a lot of the comedy even though it's a weird show like with the teddy perkins and um the one episode where Al was in the woods, even though I feel like it's still a lot of weirdism to it, it was still a black show. But taking this in Europe, and not only that, we have these anthology episodes. The first episode has nothing to do with the main characters of Atlanta. Then the fourth episode has nothing to do with the characters of Atlanta. I believe the seventh episode and the ninth episode. So we had three anthology standalone episodes even though they were in the setting of Atlanta, it has nothing to do with the black characters. In fact, the perspective is through white people, at least for two, damn, it was one, two, three, damn, it was four anthology episodes, actually. So the first one was through the lens of a black boy named Aquarius, and then the second one was the reparations episode uh, through the actor Justin Bart, not the actor, but the actor that plays the character Justin Bartha. Um, and then the third one was through the lens of a white family, pretty much. And then the fourth one was a lens of uh, uh, kind of a black guy that can pass as white, pretty much. So the lenses are obviously not black. 
the stories aren't necessarily black. They're black related, but I feel like because it's through the perspective of these white people, it kind of it kind of puts you in a weird it kind of puts you in a weird space when you're used to Atlanta season one, season two, through the lens of each of the main characters and through the lens of just black people in general, period. And now we're in just this weird, really, 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 really weird space. And then when you get into the tone as well of season three, uh, as opposed to season two, which is like the Robin season, everybody trying to get theirs, everybody trying to hustle to stay alive. Season one was kind of like they're just on the come up. You get to see, I guess, just kind of more of the industry, things of that nature. But this, the backdrop, even straight from the jump with the first episode in season three is with the backdrop of just like whiteness not so much whiteness as a race but whiteness kind of as a dynamic as a power whiteness as a thing that can be attained not so much yeah not so much color not so much race not even so much white people in a way but in this case, I, I guess whiteness is in this current era, white people have the whiteness right now, but um, anyone can be white. They were talking about Armenians. Black people almost became white when they were, you know, getting independent institutions of their own. So, like I said, like whiteness is kind of this fluid thing. And we see that kind of prevalent, definitely. I would say most prevalent in the the ninth episode where the black kid had to be judged for, uh, you know, whether you could be black or white to get the scholarship. Um, so and it seems like mentally he grew up white, even though he was physically and mentally and culturally, not culturally, mentally he grew up white, I would say. So I feel like that weaves and ebbs and flows throughout this season and I like it. I just feel like it was a lot going on in terms of like trying to hone it in. It kind of seemed like it didn't take for like full, like a formative shape. Even with the anthology episode, the first episode I really love, the, the adoption episode, I really love that. And I feel like that was a good like foundation and good start to kind of uh, get the theme rolling. As you you know, y'all already know. Well, the ones that have seen it with the first episode, uh, just with that talk with the white moms, how they were just saying how like no one stopped them from adopting these black kids, even though I mean they knew it was wrong. Um, they exploiting the kids, starving the kids, you know, not listening to the kids, things of that nature, and they know they're wrong, but they're white. They can't be stopped in this. Uh, world pretty much like just to keep it real um not to say things can't be stopped but right now whiteness is the power structure and it's evident through these uh two moms they were able to do what the hell they wanted to do um until Aquarius took it into his hands to save himself and save the other kids and we see with the the reparations episode where, you know, white people were freaking out. But at the end of the day, ironically, with the conversation um, that the white fishermen had with the black uh, fishermen at the beginning of that season, um, how he makes an appearance in the fourth episode and has a talk with the main character. 
and basically says like even though we're gonna you know money is drained um you're gonna be separated from your family it's gonna be okay because you're white and what do you think we did to them um the seventh episode trinity to the bone that i was i was kind of confused on what they were trying to say i'm not gonna lie like I guess the privilege of having black people invest in them, take care of them. I'm not even going to sit here and try to tell you what I like. I have some thoughts, but it's just going to confuse y'all more and confuse me even more. But yeah. And then the ninth episode was just whiteness as a, not just a power, but whiteness as a state of mind, even though you're black doesn't mean you're black. So I, I kind of obviously I feel like the create like Donald Glover and the writers obviously they know if you're black you black at the end of the day but I do feel like it was a question or a thought to bring up like even though you're black like they brought up Clarence Thomas he's black but he's a white person you know what I mean so I feel like they brought up a lot of good scenarios and examples even evident like through how white people treated the main characters. Uh, we see how Al got his money robbed from those billionaires, even though they had all the money in the world, how that white person was kind of basically trying to exploit that one black creative, quote unquote, creative and invested like hundreds of thousands of dollars into him for some type of return or uh, the one white woman who basically took over that Nigerian restaurant, bought it and then rebranded it as um her own and didn't even involve the black owner in the process. So we see kind of how dastardly and evil white power can be. But like I said, I feel like it was a, it was just an experimental project. And I feel like when you go into season three with that in mind, it makes it more palatable. It makes it more, okay, this is kind of just something that they wanted to do just for the hell of it you know they're about to finish the whole series and the next season like they wanted to just try stuff out and honestly I feel like you're not a good creative if you don't take that risk you know what I mean I don't think that season was bad it was just experimental like with uh 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 damn damn oh 808 heartbreak like I remember during that time like doing straight up auto-tune, doing straight up experimental stuff like that, not traditional quote-unquote hip-hop, all of that. Like, it got a lot of flack, but now people don't mind it. Yeezus, I feel like, got a lot of flack, but it was experimental at the end of the day. You can't fault a creative for doing that. I'm not really mentioning certain names. I'm just giving examples of certain projects that I feel like went kind of left in terms of their past trajectory. And I feel like Atlanta was one of those shows. I'm trying to think here. In terms of the main characters, I feel like not much was said. I think the main focus was just putting these main characters, by main characters, I'm talking about Al, Darius, and Ern specifically. Then I'm about to talk uh, about after these three but i think it's just putting these main characters have we what, that we usually see in atlanta putting them in europe what would happen to them in europe what would their state of mind be when they're in europe how do they react when they're in europe they don't have that standing of familiarity that they have in atlanta so i think that main purpose for those characters 
like I wouldn't even call them storylines or not storylines, but the main purpose um, with the characters was just to see how they react in a European world. So, and we see how they react. We see Al, he's amazed by some stuff. He's weirded out by some stuff. I think he still stays true to himself. Earn is kind of just going with the flow with what, you know, Al wants to do. Darius is loving Europe. Like, I feel like that's completely his vibe. So, I don't know. I think this wasn't so much about, like, growth or development in each of the characters as as definitely was for Alan Earn uh, season one and two. I think this is just like a what if. Like, what if we put them in Europe? What if we put them in this scenario? What if we put them in... Uh, 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 a billionaire's house with the Nando's attached to it, a white woman running around, uh, uh, shady billionaires stealing your money uh, during poker, uh, 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 a white manager. Like, you know what I mean? Like what, uh, a guy named Socks that's inflamed that Darius, you know, got disrespected by a quote unquote racist. Like, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? I feel like that was the purpose of these three uh, characters. Now for Van, I feel like she was given the most formative storyline. I feel like Van, even even if you see her trajectory season one and two, I feel like it was still consistent with how she was acting and how she was moving in season three. I feel like Van has always been kind of sidelined and have always been pigeonholed as like Earn's girl or... Lottie's mom or you know just there like you're you're revolving around other planets but you're not a planet yourself so I feel like in Europe that was actually a perfect backdrop for her to find herself find her figure out her identity figure out who she is as Van and we see she's kind of like playing playing with like who she is or who she might be like we see her get a little um it starts as like just contemplative. Then we see her kind of up in the ante a little bit. She's stealing shit. She's pushing people in the pool. She's really not returning Earn's uh, messages, Earn's calls. Uh, she's kind of, she's in her own world and she's creating her own world in real time. And the thing that I like about Atlanta, it doesn't get into, it doesn't, doesn't take itself too seriously like we're not going to see this whole dramatic evolution we're just going to see it play out we're just going to see it you know what I mean we're not going to have a lot of lead up we're just seeing it and it's these moments of time that may not be so continuous but I think it's the moments that are the most important the moments that are happening I feel like is indicative of the character's state of mind in that time in that moment not so much, I feel like the when it happened, how it happened isn't so much, isn't important. I feel like it's more so what is going on right now. That's what's important. Van pushing somebody in the pool is what's important. How she got to that state of mind may not be so important. You know what I mean? I think just putting these moments together, seeing how, where the character is and where they are in that time and place. And we see, damn, by the finale, Van is a completely different. I hate, I didn't want to give too much spoilers, but Van is a completely different person. Shit, no, this is for the people that's seen season three. Fuck that. But Van is a completely different person. We see she's just consuming life, just taking in life, seeing if she likes this or not, um, going into completely different identities. And 
really not thinking of the consequences. And we see her, she eventually breaks down saying she experienced a dark depression while she was in Atlanta. She don't remember much, but then she just, she just blanks and all of a sudden is in Amsterdam. Um, And we see, you know, the second episode of the season and really the, well, the first episode, the ending of the first episode, we see kind of that segue into Europe. But anyway, we see her in Amsterdam in the second episode of this season um, and of course, she's referring to that. So we get some type of a timeline, but the timeline isn't important. It's where they at, where they are now. And we see in the finale, she's just we see the build up from where she was at episode two and three, and I believe, I believe six with new fashion, um, or white fashion. But we see where she ends up at now. Like I said, the moments, it's the moments. The moment right now is she's a completely different character. She's committing crimes. She's in some type of underworld. She's with a shady chef. Like this is where she's at right now. Um, Until, you know, of course her friend comes in and kind of breaks her out of that mindset. But I feel like Van's story was really cool. Cause if y'all listen to my past podcast episodes, I personally feel like I was able to relate to that. Just finding yourself, uh, you know, being used to being in the shadow of others or being used to servicing others, but not so much like investing in yourself. And like I said, we saw that season one and two. So in terms of if you're looking for a formative storyline, I feel like Van's storyline was the best thing. But outside of that, you're just going to get experimental. You're just going to get a lot of just alternate reality shit like a lot of fantasy shit and actually donald glover and the writers i said this in the other pot uh, in the other podcast in the previous podcast episodes donald glover and the writers wanted black uh short stories black fairy tale black fantasy and i feel like europe was kind of the best place because usually with fantasies you're taking from a you're taken from a familiar faith you're taken from a familiar place to a strange place and the values and what you've learned and who you are in that familiar place is tested in that strange place. And when you leave that strange place, you're forever changed. And the way you see things in the familiar place will be completely different because you were in that strange place and had to survive in that strange place and had to be challenged in that strange place. And it really tested it, tested it, tested who you are and the shit that you believe in the uh, familiar place may not fly in this strange place. And then when you leave that strange place, maybe the shit that, you know, your values are either gone or did a dramatic change, or maybe there's still some values there and then there's some new you in there. So it, it, it just warps you in a way. And I feel like they kind of nailed it with that in mind, with the fact that they wanted it to be kind of a fantasy, a short story, a fairy tale type of thing. I feel like they nailed it. I feel like they nailed it. Even with the anthology episodes, with the reparations episode and kind of like the the um, Sylvia, the Trini Nanny, how it was kind of like a little uh, spiritual, mystical element to it. Um, season one with, I mean, season one, Episode one, where the orphan was taken from a familiar place to a strange place, back to a familiar place. Like, I feel like all of that and then how these white forces were affecting him and how he 
liberated himself because he had to be challenged and he had to realize kind of what he needed to prioritize moving forward, where his strength lied, who he could actually trust, who he actually loves, who is actually for him. Even though I do feel like it was very, it was kind of, um, it was over, it was dramatic the way the mom like kind of just said, okay, you can go with the social workers by. I feel like he definitely didn't do anything wrong. He was just excited for Black Panther 2. Um, so I, I feel like there wasn't a lesson to be learned for him. I guess the white people will kill you lesson was something that he had to learn. But um, overall, y'all get what I'm talking about with the fairy tale. And I feel like it was good because it was kind of a Bill Dungsgerman, a coming of age kind of story uh, with like he seemed like what, 11, 12. And I feel like fantasies usually start off with a child. You know what I mean? So I do feel like they hit it on the nail with that being their intention of kind of a fantasy element throughout this whole season. And I'm excited to see how the characters change from being in Europe, from being in that fantasy land. We already see Van is kind of she's she's in she's coming into herself. We didn't really see the 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 after outcome. We're seeing kind of how like we saw her changing and knowing that she has to go back to Atlanta. So we haven't seen her back in Atlanta yet. Obviously we haven't, we don't even know her state of mind now, but we know that she has changed. So I think these main characters, the four characters that I'm talking about, Al, Darius, Ern, and Van are going to come out in a different way, in a different way. So I think when you take that into account, season three was actually pretty good. And I feel like once you kind of see season four, I haven't seen it. We haven't seen it yet. But I feel like it's going to make more sense once we watch season four. And I feel like we can make some type of connection with that fairy tale concept in mind. I feel like, niggas, y'all just got to do y'all. Re- if y'all love a show, y'all got to do y'all research on it. Y'all got to do your research. I'm not saying the average viewer. But I guess, I don't know, I think it's because I love the show and I will take the time to understand where the creators are coming from. And when you do, you could kind of have an appreciation. Of course, you could still think as ass or trash at the end of the day. Everybody has a different perception. Everyone has a different lens. But if you really love the show and you thought this season or this episode was trash, look back towards it and just see the mechanics behind it and i feel like you might be illuminated by what you find out but overall like i enjoy season three it doesn't have the same like classic panache whatever the fuck you want to call it of season two and season one but it's its own thing and that's fine it's fine it's fine you know it's fine it's fine I think doing what you feel like doing and the ones that are going to vibe with that is the best possible outcome. Caring about whether they're going to like it or not. And I'm a hypocrite, but literally caring about if people are going to like it or not. If you prioritize that over what you want to do, then it's always going to it's going to end up turning out as shit. But if you do what you want to do, no one can take that away from you. Like with Tyler and Igor, like. I feel like Wolf and Flower Boy were kind of similar to each other a little bit in the tone. There was 
I think the calming vibe, but whatever, that's not the point. I feel like once Igor came out, that was a completely different synthy, poppy, um, less words, um, just different, just completely different from what we're used to with Tyler, but it, it's a hit. For me, it's a hit. Um, so I feel like it was kind of similar. This is just the Igor of Atlanta is season three. And I feel like season four, as Donald Glover said, like this is going to be on par with Soprano. So we're going to see what season four is going to bring. Shit, that's all I have to say. Looking forward to season four. Looking forward to what they're going to bring forward for this final season. So that's shit. That's all I got to say. I also forgot. Also, shout out to the artist, Aleem Smith, um, who they got to create a lot of these surrealist uh, type of images. Uh, the tone for season three was kind of, and the tone for this whole show is kind of Afro surrealism. And I feel like this definitely um, fit the vibe of the entire season and what they were trying to like bring forth um i plan on posting this on youtube we'll see if i do i will be sure to put aleem smith's url on there just to check out his work um he's a fellow black artist um and i've seen a lot of his stuff and i think it's really cool so but overall i cannot wait to review season four and um look forward to more okay bye